0: Do you want to get more mileage out of your auto insurance premiums? We've got nine ways to lower your auto insurance costs from the Insurance Information Institute. It's
1: Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy.
0: You know, but we get on a daily basis. I probably have so many people offer to ghostwrite stories for us. Right. And unfortunately for all you guys out there, we write our content. That's right. So it's um it's one of those things where those things fall kind of on deaf ears, but I do want to give a shout out because this show's a little different today okay. is that um I was out doing show prep for another topic and then I came across this piece from the Insurance Information Institute. And I was like, this is so good that I'm just going to use some of their content and then we're going to add the money guy love to it. But it's the nine ways to lower your auto insurance costs.
1: And this could have been written by us. You know what I love about that? We all, if you drive a car, you have to have auto bill insurance. Mm -hmm. It's non-negotiable. You don't get to choose that. And so if you're going to make me spend my money, I sure do love to know ways that I can make that even just a little bit less painful.
0: So before we get into the nine, there is a freebie that they provided. Have a great driving record. That's probably the most <laughs> obvious thing in the world. If if you can keep, especially because we can tell you from our own client history, if you have teenage children uh-huh. and they run into something, be careful befi- before you file an issue.
1: Yeah, you, you really want to do some assessment. Again, we've learned this from personal. If you have teenage children... <laughs> Uh, make sure you understand, should I just pay for this fender bender, they backed into my car, or whatever the case may be, should I pay for this out-of-pocket or should I file a claim? Because the unintended consequence of filing that claim might be what happens to your insurance premiums. So, so just think
0: through that. Tip one, before we get into nine, is best way to keep your insurance costs down is have a great driving record. So that's a freebie. Now
1: let's get into these nine. Perfect. Number one, shop around. This is true for most things that you purchase. If you're willing to put a little bit of research in the front end, uh, do some comparison shopping, it'll pay off for you.
0: You want to do typically three price quotes. I would encourage you, we had a whole discussion, Bo, on previous episodes. You Give an ex- explanation of what a captive agent is versus a, a broker. How does that all, what does that mean yeah, when so we're when, talking about insurance?
1: Whenever you go to look at your insurance, you need to understand who you're buying that from. Obviously from an insurance company, but the actual person, the warm-blooded person who's selling it to you, is going to be an insurance agent. And there are two distinct types. There are captive insurance agents that work for one company. So this is like a state farm agent or an all-state agent or so forth. But then there are also what are known as independent agents that work as brokers. And so they don't just write insurance for one specific company. They can go out there and shop a bunch of different companies and get you quotes for five, six, seven different companies. Not to say that one's better than the other, but just know that if you are using a captive agent, which is fine, You may want to look at a few different captive agents to compare the quotes.
0: I always tell everybody, I like a hybrid approach. I don't mind you using the captive agents, but make sure one of your three quotes that you're getting is one of them is from a broker because that essentially turns your three quotes... And it may be like nine quotes yeah. because that broker is going to be shopping from several different ones. Um, well, also, make sure you think about because insurance is there to protect you. You're hoping for in the darkest of times that you have somebody that's got your back and, right. and essentially serves as a backstop. So you want to make sure that the company you're using, the insurance company, is financially in great shape. Yeah. So go to ambest.com or go to standardandpoorscom slash ratings to look at the financial stability of the insurance companies you're considering. Um and then let's see, what else did I have here?
1: I was thinking this, Brian. You know, when it comes to buying insurance, is it your recommendation to buy uh directly from an agent? Or, you know, we live in the technology world. We could probably just go sign up online or call a one-eight hundred number. Do you have thoughts on which one makes more sense? I actually like buying from a
0: person. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the online things. It's just that when things do go bad. It's nice if you have a warm-blooded person that you sure. can call, not just a one-eight hundred number. So, but that's a personal preference. You have to kind of under take into account the price versus what you know the service you're expecting, because price is not always the the determining sure. factor.
1: And, and sometimes, if you have a really good agent, there are questions you might not know the answer to that. If you're left alone, it could have an impact, like what we just talked about exactly with right. how when to follow claim and when not to.
0: Um, let's get to number two. Before you buy a car, compare insurance costs. I have a personal story. Okay. I had a friend that right after college had a paid-for vehicle, a truck. Okay. But he really wanted... He's from Alabama, by the way, so I should say this, and I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Um, He bought a Camaro right out of school. Right. The insurance was more expensive than his car payment. No. Because it was a Camaro. I mean, he should have kept the paid-for vehicle truck that he had. So before but, you buy any type of vehicle, compare the insurance costs. So you cost. think
1: when he went and bought that car, he had already researched to see what the insurance payment was? No. was this an unpleasant surprise to no, him? I think he
0: wanted a Camaro, and he was young, had a good job, and he was thinking, I can afford the monthly payment. That's where all financial decisions, if you're basing off of what your monthly payment is, probably not on stable, firm rock-filled grounds right. so, so be very careful with that and so i tell you especially if you're a younger person before you buy a car compare insurance sure. costs now when you get to be old men like me and bo that's right i grouped you in that uh, too but old married men <laughs> it doesn't have as much variability but for the younger person out there sure definitely has a big play on your age so go out there and price that insurance first number three ask for higher deductibles
1: Yeah, this is one that I always find really, really surprising because a lot of folks don't think about it, you know, and, and a lot of folks, you may get your, uh, auto insurance when you are in your Mm mid-twenties and you have the first thing and you just never change it. You kind of renew every year and every year. Well, you might grow to the point to one day, you know, a thousand dollars when you were 22 might have been really, really hard to come up with, but when you're in your thirties, you might have that emergency fund fully funded and that's what it's there for. So, you might could increase your deductible and save some on the premium. I thought the numbers in the, in this piece were
0: pretty good. It says two to five. If you raise your 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 deductible from two hundred to five hundred dollars, you potentially could lower your premium fifteen to thirty percent. Wow! If you went from five hundred dollars to a thousand, you might be able to save forty percent or more. Now this goes back to there's several things because I've gone I, I shop things. I, sure. I can't help myself. I have not noticed as big of a difference. Maybe just because I'm getting older yep. and it's hard to move the needle too much on anything I do with my insurance because it's already so cheap. Sure. But the difference between a $500 deductible and a $1,000 just didn't do much to move the needle. Right. So make sure you're pricing it both ways. But I do think for somebody who's maybe got the teenager that I talked about at the beginning of the show, it is important the higher your deductible is the more likely you are not to file a claim for every little nick and cranny that might be going on because right. the more you file those claims, the more likelihood you might not be insurable in the future. That's so that's right. why I kind of like when you raise the, dedu- the the deductible, that actually encourages good behavior because, let's face it, you shouldn't be using your insurance for little things in the first place. It's going to hurt you in the long term right. anyway, so let's go ahead and take the deduction and save a few bucks and keep them in your pocket. That's exactly right. So number four. Bo, this one kind of plays into you recently. Yep, Reduce coverage on older cars.
1: Yeah, you know, I remember when I, when I bought my first car after I got a job, it was nice and new and shiny and I had that thing insured to the hilt and it was awesome. But that was 10 years ago and 10 years and hundreds of thousands of miles later, it just didn't make sense for me to carry all that insurance because the cars didn't have all that value to it. Right. Uh, so I ended up dropping the coverage on that and it saved me a lot in my annual premium the way they gave
0: a rule of thumb here a okay. benchmark and it said if the car is worth less than 10 times the premium what i was trying to figure out and this is the the thing i think is customized the premium i'm assuming is the difference between full coverage comprehensive mm-hmm. and just Basically carrying liability only. Right. Is that the way you read it? Or are you saying the whole premium?
1: I would think it was probably the difference. Yeah. The Cause difference that's what I two. was thinking. Cause that
0: makes more sense. Cause here's the thing. And when I was thinking about this for you guys out there in our listening and, and viewing audience is that if you think about, if you had a car, like I, I'll get, you know, I just traded in my 12 year old mm-hmm. car. If it was only worth on paper $6,000, $7,000, but we know from, I know from shopping for my own insurance, it's only like a $300 a year premium difference, a three hundred dollars. Yes, that's that's a decent amount of money, but it's it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of right. the financial household. Whereas if I wreck that car, a good car that I already cared about, that's six to seven thousand dollars to find an, an, a, a, a replacement. A replacement that that seems like that's well above that ten times, yeah. and that, so the math works out like that. So. I thought that was good, and you can go pull values from Kelly Blue Book. It's it's really easy to go see what your car is worth. Number five, buy your homeowners and auto coverage from the same Mm insurer. I've talked about this with some neighbors because they were pricing homeowners only I was like, we kind of need to price them all as a package because there's huge discounts if you're doing your homeowners, your autos, and even your umbrella coverage all together. So make sure you consider doing pricing out as a package deal too.
1: I wasn't going to go there, but you said it. If you are somebody who does have those teenage drivers in your house, or maybe they're even off to school and college, you just, I don't want to say have to because that sounds pretty prescriptive, but... You really need to have umbrella insurance coverage. And if you don't, ask your insurance agent about it because you want to make sure you stay protected. And by the way, if you don't know,
0: umbrella insurance sounds exactly like the name implies. It
1: sits on top. It's like an umbrella.
0: It sits mm-hmm. on top of your homeowners, your auto policy, just in case you ever got sued, somebody got injured. Your kids you, you, made a poor decision. Yeah, it gives you a lot of protection. So number six, maintain a good credit record. That's Guys, a money guy echo right here, here is the thing. As much as we don't like it, because I know... Credit is one of those things a lot of people want to have no debt, no, no, essentially you're going off the grid. Mm-hmm. But more and more often, you think about when you go get, move to a new house or you get a new utility set up, they're going to pull your credit. Guess what else? When you get car insurance, they're going to pull your credit score and they use that to rate your behavior. So it does impact that annual premium. So pay attention to your good credit and keep good credit and make good decisions. Number seven, take advantage of low mileage discounts. This is, I mean, I think if you're a person that's driving less than 15,000 miles a year, because that's kind of, they, they assume you're driving 12 to 15,000 miles a year. If you're driving, like, Bo, you live a mile and a half from the office. Yeah. And my, the
1: gym I go to is four miles from the house. It is lucky if you probably put five
0: to six thousand miles on your, on your car.
1: That's, that's, yeah, that'd be pretty aggressive. So
0: it makes sense. Definitely make sure and see if your carrier offers a low mileage discount. Definitely something to check the box on. Number uh, number eight. Ask about group insurance.
1: This one was kind of it, curious to me because I haven't seen a lot of this. Have you seen a lot of this? Of course I
0: have. I'm a nerdy CPA. You know, <laughs> CPAs, if y'all didn't know, because we're so risk adverse and so boring, we get great insurance rates on everything. I mean, we because there's all these trade package deals. And one of them, I don't take advantage. And I say this, I don't take advantage of it. Okay. I take advantage of the term life insurance, but they, I get solicitations for auto insurance okay. as well. So it's not uncommon if you're part of a trade organization, maybe your, um, chamber of commerce, there's all kind of packages and groups. You might want to just inquire and see if there's a group insurance discount that you can qualify. Remember, it's no different than when you go buy your toilet paper at Costco. You get a discount when you buy in volume. It's the same thing with your insurance if you can be part of a group. Love it. Number nine, seek out other discounts. Now, here's the last one. Number nine, and I felt like I was going to do this Michael Stipe-wise, like the end of the world as we know it, the way R.E.M. did it. So.
1: Please try to. Do no, I'm not exactly going to put a tune. Like I'm not no, going to put please. a tune. I'm going to try not to put a tune. Please,
0: to it. for the sake of so all of our listeners, here's do that. all the ways that you could have a discount. And, you know, and, and by the way, you could add to this good students. If you have, we picked on these poor teenagers that are starting to drive, but if they have a good. Great, you know their report card's really good there's probably a good student discount out there so make sure you're taking advantage of that or get a defensive driving course but let's let's do this because i know you're excited so here it is anti-theft devices god now i'm stressing out about (laughs) it. auto and homeowners coverage with the same company college students away from home defensive driving courses driver's ed courses good credit record higher deductibles higher deductible low low annual mileage Long-time customer, more than one car, no accidents in three years, no moving violations in three years, student driver with good grades, and then last day out in here, the discount list may not be available. Oh, that's just a disclaimer. <laughs> I read that like I was going to be a discount. You can tell. <laughs> and so, And then it says, make sure you understand, just because somebody, and this is kind of like when you shop. I'm not going to say the big box retailer. There's one that you you don't get a good deal unless you have a coupon Whereas the other one, you go down the street, just offers good prices all the time. So don't let you know just get a final premium right. before you rate and judge your insurance options, because there might be one that you have to go nickel and dime them on a bunch of discounts. There might be another one that's just cheap naturally. So so make sure you're looking apples to apples on the final premium. That's right. I know you're disappointed I didn't sing
1: it. No, I thought it was. I thought it was, another thing to think about if you are that person who has kids. Uh, when they do become driving age, you may have had an awesome auto insurance company. that was amazing. Has always been great to you when you didn't have driving children. But then when your kids get out of the policy, that may just not specialize in riding for young, risky drivers. So it may make sense to shop it at that point, too, because a lot of times we'll see premiums skyrocket for otherwise great companies just because you're adding that high-risk driver on the record. So I want another thank
0: you to Insurance Information Institute, i i i dot I love their name. That's a great web domain. But, guys, we love going beyond common sense. Work with clients all across the country because this is part of the Abundance Cycle Week. You come here. We love on you. We give you as much free advice as you can take. We want you to learn it. We want you to apply it. And then with the thought that we've planted the seed that when you reach that level of success, you need somebody to look over your shoulder, be your teammate, your coach, you'll think about the Money Guy show in Abound Wealth. So go check it out, moneyguy.com. You can always go to our Contact Us page on on moneyguy.com. Go check out our day job at aboundwealth.com. We also have a contact page there. We love our listeners. We love our YouTube channel viewers. You guys, you have no idea how much you bless our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Brian Preston, Mr. Bo Hanson. We'll talk to you soon.
1: The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice.